Sensors podcast consumers, welcome to episode 31 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell to the Wall. I'm, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and welcome additionally to our very first show of 2021. We are fresh off of that nice holiday break. I feel feel rejuvenated, I guess, although having a, a toddler at home, specifically a four year old, uh, the holidays aren't as relaxing uh, as maybe they were when I was in my 20s and early 30s and just kind of had to go to events and everything. So even despite being stuck at home, uh, quite a lot of energy was exerted over the past two weeks because uh, I have a four-year-old. She's she's nuts. I mean, whew, in a good way, but just you couldn't contain her on Christmas Eve or, or Christmas this year. It was it was it was very amusing, but it was also like, all right, how, how many of Santa's cookies did you eat as you were putting them out for Santa? You know, that type of stuff. Uh, all right. We're, we're already off the rails here. I warned everyone at the top of the video feed, so if you're only listening, we're, we're going to get into some of that, and you know what we're going to unpack a lot of this week and talk about a lot of this week, and, and that's pretty obvious. But before we get there, we always kick things off with our social plugs. You can keep up with us during episodes, after episodes, for episodes, whenever you so please, and you can do that in multiple locations. One of those would be facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. That's our official Facebook page. Like our page, check back off, and you're going to get all kinds of updates through our Facebook page. Uh, and of course, you can also follow us on YouTube, subscribe to our channel on YouTube, head over to YouTube, search Go Tell It To The Wall, and subscribe. That's where you're going to find all of our video feeds, all of our beer reviews, all kinds of good stuff. To be honest, we have not been putting a lot of stuff up on YouTube. It's just been it's been a little crazy. I've been really focusing uh, on the actual podcast itself, so you're not going to see a lot of new stuff. But if you haven't already been subscribed, uh, definitely subscribe. And, and if, if you want to see the video feeds, like let's say you're only listening to this right now and you're curious to see my lovely face, uh, you're going to find all of them on YouTube. Of course, a lot of them are also on Facebook, so I shouldn't say that they're only on YouTube, but subscribe to our YouTube channel. And of course, my own personal Instagram account, which is SoCalSean. That's right, SoCalSean. Uh, I haven't been promoting Twitter because I don't use Twitter a lot. I use Twitter, although, to be fair, I was using Twitter uh, quite a bit this past Wednesday. That's what I was watching. Uh, yeah, and we'll get into a little bit of that, but I was I was watching C-SPAN on Wednesday, and I don't have cable at home, so I'm watching it through my phone. That was fascinating. My first time in my life, like, I mean, I've seen C-SPAN clips, but first time in my life, I'm, I'm listening and watching C-SPAN at, like, midnight on a Wednesday. That was pretty wild, and you obviously know why, and we'll talk a little bit more about it. But additionally, on Wednesday, uh, I got suspended from Twitter. I got that, my first, very first social media suspension of my entire life, uh, was this past Wednesday on Twitter. And I got one of those 12-hour suspensions. I guess I don't even—I don't care because I don't even care to use Twitter. I use it for news, so I was—I was still able to view Twitter. Um, so I don't think I was was like fully kicked off of there. I just couldn't—I uh, couldn't post things for like 12 hours. And the reason for my suspension is with all the madness going on on Wednesday, I basically went around Twitter and anything I saw people retweeting from from horrible politicians and horrible people and orange people who shouldn't be allowed to, to tweet and no longer are, coincidentally, uh, I just started tweeting fuck you at, at each and every one of them. Uh, and I think after my like 15th fuck you uh, to, to people that deserved to have that reply, uh, Twitter was like, no, you're spreading, <laughs> spreading hate across Twitter. And I'm looking at him going, oh, shit. And this is before the orange one was even suspended. That day, he got one of those suspensions too, and we're gonna talk more about that. But like, even that one, I'm going like, really, really, because I'm just saying, fuck you to people that deserve it. It just uh, unbelievable to me. Uh, uh, but that's where we are. I don't. I have no respect for Twitter. We don't use Twitter. You can find me on there, but you're not gonna see a lot of action on Twitter just because it is a it's a horrible, 
just muck-raking place. I know people feel that way about Facebook, but you can avoid it on Facebook. You you you, you can join groups on Facebook, whereas Twitter, it's it's coming in your face no matter no matter what you do, no matter who you follow, it's coming at you. Uh, anyway, see, we're already off the rails. We we definitely don't need rails this week. That is that is a a definite this week. Uh, so, <laughs> that being said, you can also. Uh, bookmark our website, which most importantly would be shawnerworklive.com. That's right, shawnerworklive.com. It includes links to those social platforms that I've just mentioned, uh, as well as all kinds of other things, including our Patreon campaign. And we could really use an, a little extra support on Patreon. Uh, we are planning to bring in some new equipment to the studio this year, so every little bit is going to help with that. Please, please, please. Uh, and then my wife doesn't yell at me for for larger credit card bills. Like, what do you? We needed it for the studio. I'm saying. Yeah, that, that doesn't really happen that often, but I like to joke about it. Uh, so please help us out on Patreon. And our merch page is up there. You're going to find a link that will take you directly to our merch website. Pick up some Go Tell It to the Wall Common Sense merch. Uh, this is the first show of 2021. As I mentioned, uh, I gave people a warning at the at the top of the, the video feed. Uh, and I know I've already let like three or four of them fly. So so here's your warning. I apologize for not giving it before letting those F-bombs fly, but if, you're, if your children happen to be listening right now, this is definitely not the episode for them to listen to, unless you don't care about them hearing a bunch of F-bombs. But if you're a little bit worried about them repeating those particular words, uh, turn it off, wait until your kids aren't around, and please listen, because uh, we are going off the rails, we are going a little bit scorched earth, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piss off a lot of people uh, this week. Uh, I'm, I'm back on my, on, on my piss people off get people angry at me, and I don't care if we lose listeners because those aren't the kind of listeners we want. And th- We went through a lot of this with Kaepernick uh, and, and a couple other things where people misconstrue my words and, oh, you're anti-American, so, <laughs> which is my favorite thing because all these people that, use, that were calling me anti-American for supporting Colin Kaepernick and him kneeling, uh, s- just crickets when it comes to the events of Wednesday. So don't listen with your kids. But I will say, uh, as the first show of 2021, I'm not a big fan of New Year's resolutions. I, I get it. I'm not. I wouldn't chide someone who who, uh, you know, creates New Year's resolutions or anything else. But to me, I always just say, you know, if, if you want to to change your life uh, or, or, you know, do positive things, make something better in your life, you can, you don't have to do that based on an arbitrary uh, calendar date. You, you, you just don't. It's You can do that whenever you want. Now, there's nothing wrong with doing it, but for me personally, that's why I don't really set resolutions. However, I did see uh, on New Year's Day, and, and a little shout out to BSP. They got, they got a great song, Start New. Like, you can, anytime, start new. Uh, and, but I did see on, on New Year's Day this year, and like a couple days after, uh, what people have been doing is choosing a, a word to focus on in the upcoming year, um, which it can be construed as, you know, a bit of a New Year's resolution. But I think, uh, th- to me, that just fits me a little more, you know? Uh, so I thought about this. And, and for me, in particular, personally, and as well as for this podcast, I, the, the word I'm going to focus on for 2021 is, is growth, is growth, growth of, of my family, uh, my friends with my personal life, growth of the podcast, uh, just overall, that's something I am personally going to focus on in the new year. So, if, you know, if, if you're looking for something to kind of help keep you inspired, look for a word to focus on and, and make that a positive thing. You know, don't focus on negative words because that's very easy. I'm, I'm one of the most cynical people I know, and uh, and so it's very tough for me to to remain positive. But that's just something you, you got to kind of steer that way. And I think this is a great way to remind yourself uh, throughout the year. Uh, and just because 2021 ends, you can continue to use that word. Maybe it's just a word you focus on in your in your daily life. But I thought that was kind of a cool thing. And maybe you think it's silly, but uh, but that for me, it's going to be growth uh, in 2021, and hopefully all the growth uh, that we can go through in in general. You know. All right. (laughs) 
We're not going to go quite scorched earth yet. We're going to get there, but it's going to it's going to ramp up a little bit with the digital trends. That's right. Unless you've been living under a rock, you know that uh, the orange menace, Donald Trump, has been basically banned from all social platforms. There's like lists out there, and it's funny. The other day, my wife was like, I didn't know he was banned from Pinterest. And I was like, I think he got banned from Pinterest a little while ago. Uh, but now he is officially banned from Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all kinds of other craziness. Uh, and and obviously, it, it's here's the thing. A lot of people are applauding this, but I think the overall sentiment here is uh, good for you. Good, you know, good for you, but too little too late. We, we could have done this years ago, a couple years ago at least. I mean, geez, we could have done it four years ago, but even two years ago. And, and think about the damage that could have been avoided uh, by, by removing him from these platforms. But, but we didn't do it. And now with like two weeks to go in his presidency, oh, you know, we're going to take him off. Come on, give me a fucking break. It's great that you did it. And it hit a point where you, you had to for the safety of this country, for the safety of people in this country. You had to ban him. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, but like I said... I got a suspension before he did, and he's inciting riots. I'm simply saying fuck you to people that deserve to, to have fuck you said to them. That, you know, what? just common sense here. Common sense. Uh, and, and I get it. People are going to, well, it's an algorithm. I, I get it. But there's also common sense here. Like, let, let's look at it that way. Uh, and it, it's... It's amazing how many people on Wednesday suddenly found their balls. And and excuse my, I don't mean that in an overly masculine way, but a lot of people found their balls on Wednesday and suddenly they were able to stand up to people. And it's like, really? Really? Now? Now? Let's give some credit to the people that have been standing up for four years, five years. People have been pointing this out for years. People have been fighting against this for years. Not the dude that stands up in Congress or in the Senate, you know, on Wednesday and says, oh, I, this is now this is terrible. I know I've let this go for almost four years, but it's, this is this is the end of it. And granted, people dying and and people trying to 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 circumvent the 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 election process in this country. Yes, that's another level, but we shouldn't even have let it get to that point. Yet here we are. Uh, and as far as Parler, so Parler was of course going nuts the other day, and I I I, I know I not personally really well, but I, I've seen people that have joined Parler just to like. Go troll people who are on Parler. Um, and, and it's funny because I was like, I can't, there's nobody is joining Parler for real. But then I see people are like, oh, people are sharing their part. Like, really? You know people that want to join? Okay. Oh, oh, that That's on you. Uh, but now it looks like Parler is basically gone. It was removed everywhere. Uh, over the past couple days, it was being it was removed from the Google App Store, from the Apple App Store. Uh, Amazon has removed it from their App Store, and now we've gotten news that the, Amazon has actually removed it from Amazon Web Services (AWS). If you're familiar with that, uh, as of tonight, Parler will go completely dark. I was curious of this, um, so and I'm hoping the FBI is not going to come knocking on my door. Uh, I did go to Parler earlier because I'd seen this, and it is still. If, if you go on there right now, now I'm not live, so this could be inaccurate by the time this this goes up, and and you're listening to it you know, hour and a half or more from now. Uh, but as of this afternoon, um, you know, Sunday, January 10th, it was still up, but I have read and heard that it will be gone by tonight. So no more parlor uh, at all, which is, again, a, a little victory, um, but too little too late. We, you know, we let this stuff perpetuate and, and, and seep into, uh, into society, into people's minds, and that's what happens. You know, that's absolutely what happens is 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 you let this build up and then it's it becomes too little too late too little too late uh, but thankfully it's at least something it's at least something and of course gina carano uh the hashtag fire gina carano is trending again and people are also defending her um and you know i haven't really gone in that hard on gina carano <laughs> i think it is a time where now we have to 
Because it's one thing to be like, well, I'm, I, I'm a Republican and, I'm, and I still completely disagree with you and I, I don't have any respect that you could even uh, you know, vote for this, this, the, that man this past November. Uh, but now, if you're defending things like storming the Capitol, which Gina Carano had done the other day, uh, the backlash is completely warranted. She supported the riots. She supported circumventing the electoral process in this country. So she supported violence against one of the most sacred buildings in this country. There's no excuse for that. There's no excuse. She absolutely needs to be fired at this point. I don't care how popular she is. I don't care if she's going to help ratings with Mandalorian or these 52 other Star Wars spinoffs that Disney Plus is creating. It's at least 52. I think they might have gotten to 53 or 54 in the past week or so. I feel like there's just they're just throwing it all against the wall and seeing what sticks. They did this years ago when they bought Lucasfilm, but I digress. Uh, it, that's it for Gina Carano. That's it. I don't, I don't care. She can have fans. Uh, I, I was going to say she can go on Parlor. Eh, can't go on Parlor anymore, but that's enough. Um, and actually, one thing I forgot to mention, Republicans are actually freaking out right now and saying Donald Trump has no way to communicate with the country because he was taken off Twitter. This is something, remember, you can go back. I talked about this years ago, and I still don't love it. Ted Cruz and, and uh, AOC have been going at it on Twitter. I don't like it. I'm not a fan of this. This is not a way to communicate to people. You want to tweet some things, that's fine. I follow AOC. That's the only reason I know this, because I, I like to get news information on Twitter. But this isn't the, this isn't the platform to be arguing policy and, and politics and finger-pointing and calling names. And for people that we're supposed to respect and are supposed to keep our country running... So that in itself, Donald Trump not having a voice on Twitter, come on. The other thing is, if you're not familiar with the White House, he has a press room in his fucking house. It's in his fucking house. All he's got to do is say, hey, I'm going to have a press conference and people show up and he's able to talk to the whole country. But no, he's got to have this stupid Twitter platform. It's amazing. It's amazing. This, this just, And I'm going to call it like it is. It's amazing the fucking stupidity in this country. It's utterly amazing. Like, I, I never, it's like, we can't get any lower than this. And suddenly that Wednesday happens. Just absolutely ridiculous. And speaking of Wednesday, hashtag anatomy of a, of cap, of anatomy of capital attack. And you're going to find this under uh, additional hashtags. Uh, I encourage you to actually go and look at this hashtag, uh, or at least find articles relating to this. Because as we were watching it unfold on Wednesday, it didn't seem nearly, um, you know, watching it unfold live, it didn't seem nearly as, as crazy. I mean, it was crazy. Don't get me wrong. We're seeing people storm the Capitol and everything. Uh, but really, once you see the up-close video uh, and really get the information uh, and you see that poor police officer being beaten to death, you really understand the severity of it. And I think everyone out there needs to understand the severity of this. You know, they, they, they were a bunch of idiots. You know, they really thought they were going to take over the government by doing that, building gallows outside the Capitol building and everything. But you, that's where you really see how bad it was, how, how scared people were, how people were running for their lives. And there's a particular instance that I'm really going to talk about uh, as we move along here. Uh, hashtag impeach and remove. Just for a moment, I want people to understand this. I really want people to understand this because I didn't have full understanding of this. I, I heard this coming up on Wednesday. I was like, you know, what? just wait it out. Wait it out. It's two weeks. Wait it out. Uh, but I really started to fully understand this. My feeble political mind. If if he's if he is impeached, uh, he will not be able to run for public office ever again. So this whole 2024 running for it won't happen. He will not be allowed to do that. Additionally, he will lose his Secret Service detail uh, after af after he is impeached and convicted. He will lose his two hundred thousand dollar a year pension. 
and he will lose his this is something i had no i mean i knew presidents had lifetime secret service and uh two hundred thousand dollar a year you know salary for life essentially pension uh but did you know that ex-presidents get a one million dollar a year travel budget one million dollars that was utterly absurd to me uh he should not have that no, no president should have that a million and before you say it you're gonna say well no they have to take secret service with them N not a million dollars we, we don't need to be paying for people's vacations out of tax money you know and we can't even give people money to live to live through this collapse of the economy right now but we give presidents a million dollars to travel around and go on vacation we're not talking book tour stuff that they get this budget this vacation budget yearly one million dollars take that shit away Take that shit away. No more. Take it away from everybody, to be honest. But the Orange Man is, absolutely does not deserve any of those benefits. And most importantly, he won't be able to run for office because his cult is going to follow him. This, this cult of Trump is not done. The good thing is we now have some Republicans and people who vote Republican are realizing, okay, this is this, it's not funny anymore. It's too little too late, but he, he's at least lost a lot of support. However, the, the, that cult of Trump, it's not going away. It's not going away. As far as the Capitol riots, oh, man. I mean, that's what we're calling it. It's a terrorist attack. I want to get that straight. Um, never in my life did I think I would ever see something like this. Ever. Ever. Uh, you know, and, and I'm obviously old enough. I I, I woke up uh, the morning of September 11th, 2001, uh, to my roommate staring at the television and not understanding what was going on and, and seeing that unfold. Uh, I I was uh, very well aware of the Oklahoma City bombing in in the 90s. I believe that was 95. Nobody quote me on that exact year, but I was very well aware of that. I've seen lots of these things. Never in my life did I think I would see something like this. Now, obviously, the loss of life isn't the same. And here's the thing. People are like, well, that's terrorism. That's, I don't know. By definition, those were terrorists that stormed the Capitol. And I don't want to hear this domestic terrorist shit. I I'm so sick of the whole domestic terrorist thing. No, they're fucking terrorists. I don't care where they're from. Let's call them what they are. They're terrorists. They went in there wanting to kill people, wanting to circumvent the political process in this country for their own gain. Terrorists. Those are terrorists. They weren't very good at it, but they're terrorists. And I, I don't care who that angers. I'm at this point now. If you don't think they were terrorists, this podcast is not for you. It's just not. Don't waste your time listening to this podcast. Because we're never going to see eye to eye on anything. We're just not. Common sense tells me those were terrorists. The dictionary tells me those were terrorists. It's as simple as that. As simple as that. That's what it is. And I'm done with the whole domestic thing. And imagine if they were people of color. People have brought this up all week. And it's so obvious because we watch this during the summer. When people of color were gassed for just standing. Rubber bullets, tear gas, all kinds of things. These white sons of bitches come storming into the Capitol, nothing. Nothing. And especially that, the video of the, the black officer, the black Capitol police officer, just being charged at, charged at by a bunch of white, ignorant assholes. Most of them wearing... Q shirts, Canon, Quan, uh, you know, they're these quants. That's what I like to call them now. A friend of mine brought that one up on social media. I was like, oh, that's great, quants. Uh, not only that, but the anti-Semitism. There were so many shirts 
supporting the, the, the Holocaust. You could see them while this was unfolding on live television. Confederate flags in the Capitol building. That's what this is. If those were people of color, so many more people would have died. Guns would have been blazing. And I don't want to get into the semantics. I, the, there's so much more that's going to come out on this. Whether Capitol Police were assisting or not. I, I can't unpack that at this point. But I can tell you, common sense says that if those people storming the Capitol had a different skin color, it would have ended very differently. Very differently. And compare that to kneeling for the flag. I mentioned that briefly at the top of the podcast. I know so many people that, that got on me, didn't want to be my friend anymore, didn't want to have anything to do with me. Family, for fuck's sake. Relatives. You don't kneel for the flag. It's disrespectful. It's disrespectful to our country. Many of those people, many of those people who took the time to tell me that I'm a terrible, that I hate this country, and I'm a terrible human, and to leave the country, silence. Silence from those same people right now after people stormed the Capitol. Again, what is the difference? Colin Kaepernick's skin color and what he was kneeling for. There's no excuses at this point. There just aren't. And those who supported this, anyone who supported this, you're responsible. You supported the hate and the lies. For years, you supported the hate and the lies. And it's quiet now. Suddenly, suddenly you want to clutch your pearls now? No. I've, I've sat on this podcast and warned for years where this country was going because of this person that we put into power. There's no excuses at this point. You, have, you can't. And for, and for me personally, I'm done. I'm done. I, just, I said, if you support these things, don't listen to podcasts. But I, I got to be honest, I do know some people that are Republicans and are Trump supporters. And for me personally, it's going to be a long time before I can even be near anybody who has supported this administration. I'm just not going to do it. My daughter's not going to be around him. I'm not going to be around him. It's going to be a very long time until I can do that. It's the same thing I said about COVID. Everyone traveling and just willy-nilly about COVID and stuff so that I'm, my daughter's stuck at home for 10 months. It's going to be a long time before I can even be around those people either. And it's the same thing. I mean, this is much worse. But it's the same thing. Same thing. The Holocaust shirts. That's, that's what got me the most. I saw so many. And I just, I, you know, I have so many Jewish friends that just, it broke my heart to see that. The whole thing broke my heart. But to see that, like imagine being in this country, you've lived in this country your entire life and you see people supporting the Holocaust. And it's twofold for me because not only do I have a lot of Jewish, Jewish friends, um, but people that don't know, yeah, my name's Sean O'Rourke. My mother's maiden name is Yultaski. My daughter's name is Zofia or Zosha for a reason. And if you're not familiar with Germany and Poland and Hitler, you understand why I take that personally. Not only because the Holocaust was absolutely wrong, but because I had relatives and not even very distant relatives that were living in Poland at that time. All right, let's talk about some positive news for a second. Sweet Jesus. Oh. I knew it was going to be scorched earth. I, I know I'm pissing off a lot of people, and I don't even care. Just don't listen. Don't listen. I, I don't care anymore, because I'm not going to sit here and pretend that, that anything anything about this is normal, that anything's right with it. 
And I got my new Baby Yoda. Santa put a Baby Yoda in my stocking this year. Anyone watching the video, you can actually see him on there. That's a positive thing. Baby Yoda sitting in a Stormtrooper helmet. Uh, anyway, the number one positive news for this particular episode in this particular week and the first episode of 2021 is 10 days from now, hopefully sooner, but 10 days from now, uh, the Orange Menace will no longer be our president. Uh, I think he is going to get impeached. But I would encourage you, and this is something I'm just learning about today, there is actually talk about the House bringing up the articles of impeachment uh, like next week, and then the Senate sitting on it for like three months and then voting on it. And obviously he'll, he would already be out of office, uh, but here's the positive thing, and getting that impeachment done, he can't run for office again. And that also frees up the Senate and, and our, our incoming President Joe Biden uh, to actually implement his, you know, and, and I'm feeble-minded Politically, but I under you know the first hundred days is a thing that that is a big thing for presidents, uh, so that would be to to enable him to kind of move his agenda along for the first hundred days, then get the impeachment conviction done, uh, and and he'll lose all his benefits. So that's the number one positive news of 2021 is we're ten days away, regardless uh, of this orange son of a bitch being gone, just completely gone. I'm hoping he drops off the face of the earth. Who knows? Uh, go down there in Florida, maybe start in, start your own country in Florida. That, I'm fine with that. Let me get my couple of relatives out of there first, but I'm okay with that. I don't care that I was born there. Uh, one other positive news I want to want to bring up, though, uh, completely outside of politics and, and everything else, is uh, is Brianna or Brianna Bianca Smith. Bianca Smith. Uh, if you haven't heard this name, remember this name, because even if you're not into sports, this is a great positive thing that's happened and a great step forward in general. Uh, she was actually hired by the Boston Red Sox, and she will be the first black woman to coach in professional baseball. Uh, she's going to coach in the minor leagues. Uh, be, the minor leagues is professional baseball. Uh, so, But now, she, like I said, she's going to be the very first black woman uh, to, to coach in the minor leagues, which is it's a fantastic step forward. Um, it's, true it's true progress. And I always say this. You know, I'm a big fan of uh, Becky Hammond. Um, and, and forgive me, uh, Katie, Katie, no, Katie Nolan, I'm blanking on her last name, but, uh, uh, with the San Francisco 49ers, uh, female coaches, uh, Becky Hammond with the San Antonio Spurs of the NBA. Um, women are just as capable as men of doing these things. And it's great that we're finally realizing that. Uh, so good on you, Boston Red Sox. Congratulations, Bianca Smith. Um, and, and I, I hope to see more of this, uh, moving forward because completely capable. <laughs> You know, and, and Becky Hammond has done a fantastic job uh, there in the NBA. In fact, I know most of you are not familiar with NBA, but Greg Popovich, the head coach of the San Antonio Spurs, Becky Hammond is a, a assistant coach. Uh, he was kicked out of a game a couple weeks ago because you can get thrown out of games in any sport, you know, and it's usually managers and coaches. It's like, yeah, they, they purposefully get thrown out sometimes. He gets thrown out and he turns and he goes, all right, Becky, you're in charge. Becky Hammond was the first female to be a head coach uh, in the NBA coach an actual game as the head coach. So that was pretty cool as well. All right, some COVID updates. Oh, it's just getting worse. We're just, we're not in good shape. I know all my friends out there in the UK, uh, it's not looking good there either. You got a lockdown and, and uh, that new, more contagious strain that was making its way through the UK. Of course, that same strain uh, has also found its way here to Los Angeles. Uh, that strain is all over the country. It's just, we're only getting it. We got evidence in Los Angeles and, and, uh, or no, not Los... They're saying it's likely around Los Angeles. They've confirmed one in Southern California. I believe it was closer to San Diego uh, and some in Colorado. It's all over the fucking place. It's not going away anytime soon. Uh, we're just in horrible shape. <laughs> LA's not doing good. Uh, we're, we're, really, we're still on the stay-at-home order. Um, and the hospitals are just getting taxed. 
In fact, if you watch the news, uh, ambulances are getting turned away. And in fact, uh, officials told ambulance companies uh, that if if they don't think a patient is going to survive, uh, don't even bring them to the hospital because the hospitals are so overwhelmed. And I think here's the important thing to unpack, because I know there are still people out there. There are people in my friend circles that are like, oh, it's, no, it's just the flu and still playing shows and doing all these things and just don't willy nilly don't care. Traveling. Jesus Christ. I had so many fucking people I know traveling for Christmas. Thanks. Thanks. You know, my four year old can't see her grandparents, but by all means, my, my 30 year old friends got to go. You know, Jesus, I can't anymore with it. That's again, that's it's going to be a while before I'm able to hang out with those people. I mean, my, my little niece, who's my little big sister's daughter, she hadn't even met her grandparents yet. They're responsible. But here's the thing. Regardless of how you feel about COVID, is it a hoax and all this other stuff? It's not as serious as it sounds. We're at a point that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because fact is, and this is a fact, you can see it. It's there. ICUs are doubling up patients. They are doubling their capacity and they still can't get patients in. Regardless of that, stay home. Because if you go out and you get hurt, there's a chance you don't get into a fucking hospital. There's a good chance of that. You could die in an ambulance. So I don't care how you feel about COVID. I mean, I do care. But this is where we're at in Los Angeles. Stay home. Wear a mask. You don't need to be out doing things. People still go out and do th- You don't need to do that. Stay the fuck home. The hospitals can't handle it. That's, like, that's just common sense. Regardless of how you feel about it, that is common sense. I will say on one positive note, the vaccines are rolling out. Uh, they've, it's been slow here in California, but I've seen quite a few people uh, that I know personally have gotten their first vaccine. Uh, and I've actually seen a couple people that have now gotten their second vaccine. Friends of mine that are healthcare workers uh, have gotten their second vaccine. That is such a great sign. I'm really happy to see it. Uh, I'm certain that Punk in the Park is not going to happen in April, but maybe we'll get some Hell Omega in July if we can all get uh, vaccinated at that point. I just, I'm, it's the COVID exhaustion. It's, it's not going away. Uh, but just common. If we could all just use common sense. All we need. Common sense. Hmm. I'll tell you. All right, let's talk a little bit about mental health. I don't have anything real in-depth, but I want to do this. I want to make a point to do do this more often, uh, is bring up individual organizations. And I do this quite a bit, but I want to make, make a better habit of it in general. Uh, and that's uh, it's organizations that do great work within the mental health realm. For those of you watching on the video feed right now, I am wearing uh, my newest Punk Rock Saves Lives shirt. If you're not familiar with Punk Rock Saves Lives, I've mentioned them on the podcast before. Uh, they do a lot of great work. They are a nonprofit organization based out of Colorado, but they are really nationwide, uh, really worldwide. They got a lot of support worldwide. I know a lot of my friends in the UK and, and, and other parts of Europe uh, are very familiar with it uh, and supporting the causes that they do. Uh, and it's not only nonprofit helping out with other nonprofits, but a big part of what they do uh, is is their mental health initiatives. In fact, they do a PMA Wednesdays thing where they bring people in. Uh, it's usually Tina uh, and uh, is one of them that's usually on there, and Rob Rover rushing Tina rushing, and then I know there's a couple other people, and I'm just blanking on their names. Uh, I know I know Rob and Tina because they are the founders and they run Punk Rock Saves Lives. 
But they do this every Wednesday. You know, obviously, they didn't do it this last Wednesday. I chuckle, but it was like, I remember I saw the post and they're like, we're not going to do it tonight, you guys. And I was like, yeah. And people could probably use it, but people probably just need it. I mean, my wife, she's been working from home. Uh, the owner of her company, her, her agency was like, um, yeah, we're not going to have any meetings the rest of the day. You could like, well, you could still work, but if you need to just take some time, all good too. Cause Wednesday was rough. I went out and I went out and lifted weights on Wednesday speak. And this goes to mental health. Cause that's been helping my mental health a lot. Uh, I was lifting some weights in my backyard and I turned on the news and I was, <laughs> I was getting a little pumped and I was yelling at the TV yelling. Cause they were like, Oh, I don't know what we should call them. And I was like, you call them what they are terrorists you know and that actually helped my my mental health a little bit but i still just like i said i was watching cnet at, at midnight on my phone through twitter because i was like confirm confirm let's get through this let's get through this they get to pennsylvania i was just like oh, we gotta do this now all right i guess i'm just gonna be up till one in the morning watching C. it was crazy I'm not a political. Like, I don't never watch C-SPAN. Maybe a clip that's really funny that someone shared. I don't. I'm watching C-SPAN at midnight on a Wednesday. For the love of God. Um, but back to punk rock saves lives. Follow on Facebook. Uh, it is a great resource. Not only that uh, PMA Wednesdays, but just overall. And you could follow punk rock saves lives. But you'll you'll notice there's also a punk rock saves lives uh, like mental health initiative. Or it's, it, you'll see it. It should connect directly from punk rock saves lives. Uh, and you'll see this logo similar to my T-shirt here. I love, I'm loving my T-shirt. I picked up uh, some merch from them back in December. Finally, I've like been meaning to do it. And I was like, I'm, and I'm, I'm always funny. I'm like, oh, let me get a T-shirt. Let's get a hat, a patch. I'm like, just throwing stuff in the cart, and then it arrives. I'm like, oh yeah, I ordered all this stuff. Uh, that is my life when it comes to band merch and like company merch that I really like, like punk rock saves lives. Uh, but outside of those Wednesday things, uh, it is a great community within punk rock saves lives. Uh, and, and you'll see people post things, people post tips, people at like asking for help, whatever it might be. Um, it's a great resource. Shout out to Punk Rock Saves Lives. I'm a huge, huge fan, uh, and and we're going to continue to promote them. But that would be my my number one recommendation for you from the mental health realm. Um, and beyond that, just just take care of yourself. take care of yourselves right now. It, it's it's been a hell of a week, man. It's been a hell of a week, and it, it's we're probably going to have some more craziness over the next week or so. Uh, you know, so, so limit, limit your doom scrolling. That's for sure. And, and limit the news, be informed. But when it starts to take attacks on your mental health, that's when, you know, it, it, it's time to take a break from the doom scrolling or whatever else you're doing. All right. Parenting. Uh, I don't have a ton on this, but I, I, this is something that's been a little bit of a challenge uh, for me recently, having a four-year-old at home. Uh, and I've been doing a little bit of research, and I would encourage you, if, if this is something that's come up with you, um, is, is kind of finding the best way that kids learn. Um, I'm learning that my kid is very visual and, and vocal. Uh, she is not, she doesn't like to write as much letters, uh, but she loves to, to try to read letters or, or visually see things and count in her head, those kind of things. Um, and, and it's been a bit of a struggle because really trying to instill these things, you know, in my four-year-old. Um, and, and it's always going to be frustrating. You're always going to have frustrations with a toddler, no matter what you do. Uh, but I think the key here, and something that I am just learning, and I, I'm sure a lot of people out there know it, but if, if, if you're running into the same struggles as me, uh, there are resources out there. There's actually, kids learn in different ways. You know, they, they really do. Uh, and that's something I'm navigating right now. And if you have, if you have a toddler, really, if you have a toddler or older at home, 
it, it's a constant, I don't want to say a constant struggle, but it's, it's, a, it's a moving target of kind of how kids learn and, and their best way of, of getting information and retaining information. Um, and the funny thing is I'm, I'm learning that my, my daughter is, is a little more like me. That, that's very much how I am. I am a visual, which is probably why I went to film school. I'm not a uh, you know, sit here and read or write. I mean, I, I love reading, don't get me wrong, but I'm not a you know, research here kind of guy. I'm more of a like in front of me, show me things, picture, you know, whatever it might be. Um, so so that's, the, that's the struggle. That is a struggle, um, but I'm finding resources, and if you're struggling with this as well, uh, plenty of resources out there for you. So, so keep that in mind, because uh, every kid's different. I think that's it's, it's you know you know that, uh, but but you got it, it as a parent, at least for me, and I think it's the same way for a lot of parents. You got to kind of remind yourself as you go along, like okay, no, this uh, thing every child is different, you know, and especially don't compare your kids to other kids. Which is funny because, you know, I have friends, kids that are about the same age and and they excel in other things, you know, quicker, quicker than my daughter does. But then I, I, haven't, I haven't met a kid, any of my friends, kids that are about my daughter's age that talk as much. <laughs> so uh, get ready for Go Tell It to the Wall Jr. Featuring uh, Zofia. She's already better at this than me. I've got it. There's a fact there's a picture right in front of me. Nobody sees it on the video feed because I keep it in front of me. There's two of them. Uh, she's wearing headphones in both, but there's one where she literally took over my seat uh, as I was preparing to go into the studio uh, for a... Uh, and that was, that was pre-Common Sense, pre-pandemic Common Sense sun, uh, Sundays. That was just the old uh, the old Thursday episodes. So, uh, you've been warned. You're, you're probably only a few years away from another loud-mouthed O'Rourke being on a, on a podcast here. <laughs> Picking up the family mantle. All right, entertainment news. I've got a few things I just want to go through here. Uh, man, R.I.P. Rest in power to Tommy Lasorda, Los Angeles legend. Uh, if you're not familiar with Tommy Lasorda, which you probably are, because even if you're not a sports fan, he was the manager of the Dodgers uh, in the 70s and 80s. Uh, and even beyond that, was just such a great am- ambassador for the sport. You could, you know, sometimes, and regardless of what it is, whether it's sports or, you know, a certain industry or, you know, you see people in the spotlight and you can, you can tell when they have a passion uh, for what they do, and Tommy Lasorda was one of those people. Now, fortunately, he was 93 years old, so he he lived a heck of a life. I mean, you know, I it's very sad, but it's also you know he was probably reaching the end of his time, and he had had accomplished so much, uh, and he's he's never going to be forgotten. I I'm not I mean I've become a little bit of a Dodgers fan uh, because I've lived in Los Angeles longer than anywhere else. But even even as a kid and not being a Dodgers fan uh, and living in San Diego. You had this this respect for Tommy Lasorda. He was just this this mountain of a man, not, and not because he was a large individual, but just he was just his personality was so big, so big. Uh, so we've absolutely lost a legend here uh, in in baseball in in this country in baseball, but definitely here in Los Angeles. And I know there were a lot of tears shed uh, the other day, but uh, you know he lived a great life. So I think as as sad as it is, we also have to learn to celebrate. Uh, these things when someone has has truly lived a full a full full life. Uh, Radio Disney, uh, rest in peace to Radio Disney. Uh, we've mentioned this before. I knew this was coming years ago. Uh, they officially went dark earlier than they had announced. Uh, so Radio Disney is now gone. Not gonna find it anywhere. Uh, Radio Disney Latin America still exists, and Radio Disney Russia still exists. <laughs> I only laugh because it's. Like you're like, well, no, Latin America, and it's it's like South America, but then it's like Russia, like 
we got a we got a big demand for Radio Disney. And, okay, right, cool. I mean, now there is some there is a lot of music fandom in Russia. Um, I, I know like specific to certain things. I I, I know uh, uh, the band my brother plays in has has a huge following in Russia. <laughs> and I remember when he told me that he's like, yeah, we're going. I was like, you're going to Russia? It's like, yeah, no, they they love us there. I'm like, all right. It was like the biggest venue they played on the last tour. Like, cool. I mean, I don't mean that like nothing. Against, I mean, well, man, to an extent, nothing against Russia. Uh, but it's just it's just funny when you hear like you you get through all these other countries in Russia. Like, all right, Radio Disney Russia. A new Blink album is coming out in 2021, according to Travis Barker. <sighs> I still I mean, I still got some love for Blink 182. We could probably have a break from some albums here, Mark. Yeah, you know, you're averaging like two good tracks an album on the past couple albums. And like do you they're the hometown hero. I mean, uh the first three albums are always going to be very important to me. Um uh uh oh my gosh, Cheshire Cat. I was <laughs> blanking. Cheshire Cat was was really uh, one of my first four not my first, but one of the first forays into kind of local punk music. Uh Dude Ranch still possibly my favorite Blink-182 album. And then Enema, I mean uh, for, uh, yeah, that's I can't even really get into the visceral relationship I have with with Enema just because of the time of my life and and really friends that I that I have because because of Enema and because of Blink One Eight Two. But that's coming out next year, according to Travis Barker. He's gonna take some time away from making uh, terrible punk music with that that blonde dude, uh, Machine Gun uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Is that yeah, Machine Gun? That shit's horrible. I always say, listen to whatever you want, but I I tried that. I was like, fine, I'll listen to this for. Oh God, it was bad. It was it was just it was bad. God, I'd rather listen to some good Charlotte. That's that's how bad it was. I was just like, whoa, no 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 no. Go back to what you were doing before, please. And I don't understand what Travis is doing with that dude. I mean, I think Travis just plays drums for it. He's like, oh yeah, you need some. Here you go. <laughs> Travis is on like fifty different bands. Uh TV production here in Los Angeles because of the COVID surge. Uh, most TV production has shut down. And this isn't even just speaking to all my friends that work in television and film production. Uh, if you're wondering why you're not seeing a lot of episodes from your shows and you live in you know the middle of the country, that's why a lot of things are shot here in Los Angeles and uh, unable to shoot them right now. It's it's going to come back. I mean, vaccinations are coming and everything else. It's just a matter of time, and it was probably smart to shut these things down. Uh, Microsoft has an announcement coming soon. This is actually, even if you're not a Microsoft person, this is important to, to you and, and as a fan of, of Go Tell It to the Wall. A common sensor and a wall fan. Uh, we we are bringing in a new CPU to the studio. I mentioned this uh, in one of the episodes at the end of last year. This is actually going to give us the ability to go live once again. Uh, I know there's a lot of people out there that don't care about the live stream. They just listen. But there are a lot of people that care about the live stream. Um, and it's not going to affect you. If you don't watch the live stream, it literally doesn't affect you. But for those of you that love the live stream, I love the live stream. I love the interaction. Uh, we just haven't been able to do it because... We need some new equipment to, to really do it the proper way. Um, so there's we're bringing a new CPU to the studio. The thing is, we're waiting on this Microsoft announcement because uh, they have some new hardware coming out. And uh, and as you know, if you've listened to the podcast for a long time, I am a Microsoft guy. Uh, this is recorded on a Microsoft machine. And the problem is I'm, I'm dealing with a Pro 3, <laughs> and they're about to announce the Pro 8. Uh, but on that note, highly recommend the Surface line. Uh, I've had this thing for almost six years, and, and it still serves me well. The only the only problems I'm having now is when it comes to live streaming because that takes a lot, a lot of computing power, um, and and so I'm gonna I'm gonna up that quite a bit. Um, it's just hopefully it's a matter of like a month or two 
Gotta wait for this announcement and see see where we're going, which direction, and and as far as new gear. But that is coming very very soon. And if you're a Microsoft person, look forward to that announcement. Uh, they don't make it as flashy as like Google and Apple and stuff, but look forward to that announcement. There's new new gear coming out. All right, one last thing I'll leave you with is this PlayStation Five craziness. The PS Five. I don't get it. I, like, I do get it, because there's a huge demand for it, but I, I really don't get it. Everyone's going crazy trying to find PlayStation 5s, and they're like, oh my god, where's my PlayStation 5? And well, that's come to a head. Uh, because there's a company called Super 5. Uh, the E in Super is actually a 3. I, kids these days. Super 5, uh, which is apparently an electronics company, they created a custom black PS5. Uh, I guess the, the PlayStation 5 is, is like white, uh, and this... I'm a little bit familiar because I, I did have a PlayStation, oh my god, two? Three? Two or three? I think three. I had that slimline black one. And so I think they made these, they're supposed to look closer to that and they're black, and they limited edition 300 of them. Uh, well, apparently the, the company did, like on their website, pre-order or something, and it sold out like that, 300 of them, because there's such a high demand. People at the company started getting death threats. Death threats. Over a fucking game system. Like... This is life and death? Life and death. <laughs> are you that bored? I realize a lot of people are stuck at home, but are you, that, are you that bored? Like, you'll be able to get one eventually. It's fine. Nobody needs to die because you couldn't get your PlayStation 5. That's the world we live in, no common sense. Holy shit, common sense doesn't always prevail. That's really amazing. I, I, like, death threats. Death threats. This is coming from someone who's gotten death threats just for yelling at a wall. <laughs> Death threats over a video game. I don't get it. I, I know. I, I know video gaming is a big thing. I always debate getting into it. I have a uh, NES Classic. I like to play some Zelda on there once in a while. Uh, I think. I think my wife and I are like a year away from getting one of these Switch, the Nintendo Switch, just for fun, you know. Um, but I, so I get it, but I don't. <laughs> like, it's such a big culture, and it's fine if that's your hobby. Like I'm not one to talk. I go and. I mean, normally when we're not in a pandemic, I go and get sweaty and run around a pit with a bunch of strangers and, and not all strangers, but strangers and people I know and scream at the top of my lungs. And that's my hobby. So I like this, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but nothing, nothing's life and death. No, no hobby is life and death. Mm. I mean, unless I mean, not like that. It could it could be life and death if you like skydive and. I'm not saying, you know I, know, I know that's very rare, but if you skydive and you are risking your life a little bit, but we shouldn't be risking our lives when it comes to video games. Just seems silly to me. All right. On that note, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, uh, that's going to do it for episode 31, our very first episode of 2021. Welcome back. I'm excited to be back. As you can tell, I couldn't shut up this week and uh, hopefully better things on the horizon. Uh, vaccines. Orange people leaving the White House. All kinds of great things. New music. Not necessarily that bleak, but other new music coming. All good things coming in 2021. And most importantly for me, wall fans, common sensors, growth. Growth for Go Tell It to the Wall. Growth for my family. Growth for me personally. Growth. That's what I'm looking forward to. All right. Uh, we will be back next week. Same wall place. Same wall time with episode 32. Uh, this has been episode 31 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell It to the Wall. I am, of course, your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Go Tell It to the Wall. YouTube, head over there, search Go Tell It to the Wall, subscribe to our channel, my own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalSean. And, of course, most importantly, would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Until next week, Wall fans, remember, 
no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, no matter why you aren't doing it, always, always use common sense.